not about the money for me. It's about the, am I still lifestyle designing as hard as I want to? And it's like, nah, and I gotta do a lot of work to get there. The next stage is gonna be making a business that's a little bit more irrespective of my input when it comes to non-creative things. And then I think the ultimate thing would be essentially creating content that I just enjoy nonstop. And like, that's like the main revenue driving source. My name is Dimitri and I'm a productivity and systems enthusiast. I'm Chance. I'm a philosophy and self-development enthusiast. And you're listening to the Rise Productive Podcast. The show where productivity meets business. And what it means to build better systems. Enjoy the show. If you're listening to this, you are not on our private subscriber feed and you will only be hearing a portion of this episode. If you'd like to listen to the full length episode, you'll need to go to riseproductive.com membership or sign up on your favorite podcasting app for exclusive access. From there, you'll also get access to our exclusive newsletter, the weekly pour over, our private members only Discord community, and any other subscriber only content. So if you enjoy what we are doing here, please consider becoming a member. Hello, hello, my name's Dimitri. My name is Chance. And for once, we're doing this episode and we're actually gonna make something happen with it. You know why? Because we are the Rise Productive Podcast, and one of us is finally doing this full time. Ah, yay. Woo. yay! woo, woo! And with that, we'll start things off with a big thank you. It's been a couple of years. Um, been doing this on the side for a while. It's part of the main thing now. God bless everything that we've done. It's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of fun. Chance has been a very big supporter of me throughout this entire time. So we're appreciative of him. We're appreciative of all the good things that he has done with us on this journey and helping us get to uh, the point where I am mentally sane enough to do this as a full-time job. So this episode is going to be about, I don't know, changing to doing this full-time as well as we are starting something new and I don't want to say in commemoration because that, that doesn't English. We're starting something new um, in this format that I think you guys are going to enjoy. Uh, we're going to dub it, I don't want to call it TikTok time because that would be copyright. And I'm just kidding. It's not really copyright infringement. We essentially got the idea from a podcast called the D3 Pod. They do a great podcast around uh, sports, specifically basketball. And essentially towards the latter portion of this episode, we are going to talk about some hot topics. We're going to do some rankings, tier lists, over, under comparisons, overrated, underrated. And um, if you want to be here, for that full version, you're going to have to be on the extended podcast, the listeners only podcast. However, you are going to be able to see shorts of the goofy interactions, the funny quips that we have with each other, regardless, because we're going to be actually posting this podcast onto uh, social media platforms, as well as shorts to go along with it. Yeah, we're going to chop it up into some shorts, but if you want the full, you know, Quick and dirty, you can uh, you can get the extended ver- version of the podcast. But getting to the topic of today, Dimitri is officially unemployed. I mean, officially self-employed. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, hey, I had to buy insurance, and I'm because I'm in America. Because according to them, I am unemployed. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's been a long time coming, and even it's been a long time since we've been trying to record this podcast. Uh, so you're probably getting close to a month of being. Working by your like working for yourself now, probably three weeks. And just 
he's looking over at the calendar, but as you're doing that, I want to ask yeah. initial reactions. How's it been first three weeks? Surprising that it's about a month ish, but yeah, it's been four weeks. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. October 13th was my last day. I'm at, uh, my last job. It's been good. Um, I will say first and foremost, just as like a gratitude thing. I do not have, I could not have asked for a more supportive transition. All my friends are like, yep, do it. All my uh, coworkers were like, oh, dope. We wish we were you like doing that. Like and taking that leave. And I was like, okay, okay all, right, all right. Thank you. Everybody's wait, Stop being so nice. You know, like that's sort of like, appreciate it. God bless. And um, overall, it's felt pretty good. It's different than I thought it would be. I still find that the days go by extremely fast, um, faster than they used to, probably because I'm enjoying what I'm doing. And I would say my overall life satisfaction is up, you know, it's a, it's it's a, it's nice, you know, not stressing about like every, everything all at once, um, with both jobs, but it's, it's been a transition for sure. Yeah, I believe that. And I'm glad that you have one less thing to stress about. I'm sure that the maybe the stress for RP went up a bit. I don't know if how you feel about that, but um, I'm glad that at least you're stressing over something that's yours and it's making the time go fast. You're enjoying it. Um, it is still work, obviously. Um, that is the nature of it. So there's going to be you know moments and days where it's stressful or not as fun as you had hoped. But yeah, I mean overall. That's that's awesome, man. I'm happy for you. Yeah, thank you. It's um, I would say we agree, and I mean you were right about the uh, it's more stressful for RP, but less stressful overall. Only when I actually make the effort to like look at my um, look at my mm, trying to word this right. I spend a lot of time paying off a lot of debt, so this wouldn't be that big of a worry, and spend saving and saving a fair amount of cash. So like. When I look at the grand picture of things, I go, oh. Whenever it's like, oh, am I going to have a down month? Oh, I'm all right. You know, like I'm not. Is There's a mix. Like I may not be crazy hungry at the moment because like I have a security, but also in the other sense, um, I'm not leveraged at all on debt and I'm not really worried about, you know, this. Even if this is just an experiment, like it's fine. Like, I don't want to fail. That's never the goal in anything in life. I've proven that I'm not someone who gives up on things easily. And, um, but anytime I do get stressed, a nice feeling is that car, no more, payment, done. Student loans, paid for. You know, risk mitigation, definitely pretty high in comparison to what most people do making this decision. Yeah, it, it, um, I don't know why this, this thought came to me, but it makes me also think that as you made this transition into working for yourself, you're going to gain more skills and more clout to where it's like you almost won't slide backwards or couldn't, even if things go south. Unless things go really, really south and it's really, really your fault, like fundamental, like F up type of deal. Sure. I just feel like the, the credentials that you just gain by going on this path are going to put you in a situation where if you went back into the job market, your value is way higher. It makes me think about, this is like the, the weird thought I was having, is like a lot of people become attorneys and then they become judges. And then people that become judges and retire, retired judges can do whatever they want. 
They can go sit on like arbitrations mm. that are like between huge companies having disputes and make way more money than they ever did as a judge. But like just because they're done being a judge doesn't mean they're going to go backwards if they go back into the job market. There's like leaving the thing that you're doing doesn't mean you're going to backslide. You know what I'm saying? No, it's like the, the thing you did is just like it's just too much clout. Like, I'm not saying that I'm not, I'm not trying to to ride you here or say that like you know this is such a huge clout thing, but like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You hear the general point I'm making? No, I, I do. I do. And also, I think I've learned a lot in the process. And I do have a lot of transferable skills, like even just in like management. Like, I think I'd, I'd have I'd, I'm learning more management skills that are like actually applicable here, because like if people don't do their job here, like directly impacts like my livelihood. Like, I feel like you learn more about how to lead people when like you're. You're on the line, you know, like this is like your dreams on the line more so than just like somebody else's dream. So. There's that. Also, high key, all this automation stuff, like I've turned into a, I don't know what happened the second I switched to doing this full time, but I was like, I want to automate everything. And I've learned a lot. And that is like a, a small thing. But if I can learn how to essentially take some of the skills I got from ads and automation, figure out how to work that into business a little bit more. Like I just, I just am able to be more free flowing with ideas. Like I had the concept of essentially how do I take videos that I'm making maybe approach it with a different industry, utilize that video as like a sales thing for, you know, like a, like a legacy business, you know, there's legacy, you know, like legacy industries like law or finance, whatever, yeah. who they don't have the skill set or they don't know how to even get started with like digital advertising or video, right? Be like, Hey, I'll make a sales video for you. I'll run ads on it. And then we can make like recurring content for your clients. Like that concept came to me the other day, which is a little bit agnostic of me being on camera and is a little bit more resistant to economic headwinds, which like, where would I have had the mental space to think about that if I was working another job? I don't think it would have been there. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. And um, I'm I'm also curious on this point because we've talked about this for so long. The whole time you were automating stuff and trying to delegate, get things off your plate was always with the end goal of being able to have more cognitive clarity and just do more of like Mm -hmm. thinking about the business and being in the business. It seems like that is something that's being achieved with the automation. But do you feel that vibe generally? Yeah. I mean, it it helps twofold. One, um, I'm doing a lot of I don't think we've really talked about it in the made pop we talked about on the pour over, but the majority of project management inside of uh, what we do at RP for content is very much like if then logic with Notion, Slack, and Google Drive, and as well as like a review platform called uh, frame.io. And I've really just ramped up the whole, hey, this task that you were manually doing, insert name here, this is automatic to the system when a Notion entity is made. It in fact has a Google Drive folder in the exact right place. Right place, the name matches the number. The name matches the name in Notion, and vice versa with Google Drive. The number, all these different things, as well as last week's projects, they get moved to this week if they weren't finished. The tasks that weren't finished get moved to this week. All this stuff is like reconciling and upkeep that is required for the whole system to not fall apart, but was stressing me out when it wasn't kept up to my cadence. So I said, I'm just gonna automate the cadence. And also that means if somebody were to 
get sick, whatever, it's not going to go away. And also, since their structural frameworks are similar to other automations I make, it like helps me automate things more. I'm learning how to like push those to the limits. If I have more clients, it's not necessarily more work. It's like, you know, a couple extra cents in automation costs. So at a scalability standpoint, it also would be like, rather than having a couple project managers, if I had 20 clients because of the amount of manual busy work it takes to keep up all the file BS, right? it just takes out the work. Okay. Yeah. I hear that. I think we we'd always talk about more like the big brain, like what's the next big move for the, for RP, you know, like kind of like seeing the lines ahead in a chess game, but you're doing a lot of like, to keep this analogy trying to go on, it's like, a lot of like the pawn pushing where it's like, you need these little moves to happen in order for the next big play to occur. It's like, you got to get all these automations in order with the different companies and, or with the, the different clients and, um, you know, just basically automating a couple account managers, mm-hmm. um, which is insane. But um, it feels like that's something that had to go on the back burner while you were balancing full time and, you know, side time with uh, with RP. But now it's like, this is something that's finally getting up to the front. And also the podcast was something that went back on the, you know, the back burner. But once these things get figured out, obviously there'll be new tasks ahead, but I think it'll also be a lot of the more big thinking like on the business, which I guess automation is, but it also feels like it's in the business because it's creating very tangible solutions on the ground. Yeah. Um, it's, it's almost big picture. And then I had to do some of the execution for the, in the weed stuff because no one else on the team is going to be able to make those automations and stuff. And, um, yeah, essentially if I make this right, if I want to scale what's happening, on the business or in, in the business from like a content standpoint here. I ha- I've had this idea for a while now, like right here's a perfect example of it. I have a good voice for impressions. There are plat- there are tools now that can take voices and replicate them. I have taken that voice. Remember the stoic like motivation idea I had? I was just about to ask if that YouTube channel is coming back. It's possible because it might take no time whatsoever because I could take the um, excerpts. You take the of, replica voice? Yeah, I could take the replica voice and have it do it and have you know, automated systems in order to delegate and whatnot, right? And project manage that it needs to get done and schedule it out, right? So this is part of the reason why it's like it's on the business, but it's also like recurring work. Because like, for example, if my... If my editor's not spending an extra whatever amount of hours a week on it, you know, that that lead guy or whoever it is, he and I have also had some great improvements on like the quality of the screen recording edits. Like you've seen that, right? Like it just looks oh, way yeah. prettier. Yeah. Even for the personal stuff. I mean, you've sent me business like clips of what's gonna look like for some of your clients, but I've seen it on some of the personal videos. I think I sent you a text. I was like, ooh, that was hot. Yeah, a little, a little thing you did there. And being able to focus on that is something I wasn't able to do prior. Um, and I want to get back to doing more and more of that. So now I'm kind of yeah. working in a space where I want to expand what I'm doing with client work 
while not getting too in the weeds of like or w without um requiring a crazy amount of extra work for me so that's why a lot of these little bits and pieces are there because like if i can automate some parts of the workflow a lot of this infrastructure stuff in theory can be automated and or just need a virtual assistant like i had to do a lot of work in regards to like um the layout of the project management system and whatnot but if i make it easier and remove a lot of the the blocks the blockers that are just like me having to do it then i can have a va like step in you know there's there's some small things here and there that maybe someone needs to do but if i'm able to essentially improve the system overall and the ease of use of it then maybe it's not going to require me so if i taught you know a team of people how to do this stuff with multiple you know, channels like that stoic one or multiple services, I could essentially automatically use automations to refer people clients for different services that I'm not maybe going to fulfill, but I'm utilizing my ad skills and like gaining referrals for them. Like I've thought about a lot of new things that I had prior. And that's just mm -hmm. because I'm spending more time on a lot of this, like taking it because I'm analyzing the business and then acting on it with automation. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Like I'm really thinking about what is the little baby stuff that goes into every day and day to day. And if I spend enough time looking at that rather than like just recording or just whatever, I can think about the tangible ways that I can improve the, the workflow more and more so that it would be easier if you remove me from the equation to to have the business continue, which in essence would like fundamentally only have me working on the business. I don't know yeah. if that made sense. No, the, the recording thing is the last piece of you. It, it has to be the final piece of you working within the business because it's literally you. And so the only way that that, that, that happens is replica meech and some good screen recording action but uh yeah it's cool that you're able to with the automations it, it's cool that you're able to like hyper fixate on one little part of the business and be like how can i make this workflow just insane i'm sure you've thought about like the minuscule parts of your business more than you ever have yeah it's pretty sweet the google uh, automating google drive and um notion to like sync in a folder situation i thought was actually not possible um it's like it would been it had been like a how do i solve this for like three years it was just in the back yep. of my head and then i spent an afternoon and was like i'm pretty sure i think i just figured it out right and it's yeah. it's a lot of skill acquisition which does matter because i just had a call with somebody inadvertently where they were reaching out for content services I thought, and then they ended up being like, saw one of your crazy automations on your YouTube channel. Could you automate if we have a client ba based on what services we theoretically could provide? Could you produce this like 25 prompt sequence, like uh, sequence um, chat GPT automation and make And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but I don't know if I would have said yes, like earlier this year, or like a year ago. So that's why I really like working in the automation game because um, 
I feel like I've only scratched the surface of it. Like I just figured out today what a, how webhooks actually work. Mm. It's essentially like make.com and Zapier both have different modules. For example, make.com doesn't have the ability to utilize this review software, frame.io, and create a review link, which is essentially taking an asset that we have and sending it out to review for the client. Turns out, though, there is a module that's like a webhook from Zapier, so from Make to Zapier and vice versa. So essentially sent part of that data to Zapier, used that module, and then had it ping back to Make. I don't know the other thing. I just... I was just oblivious to that, right? Like, that's a big piece of information for if I want to, like, help people, you know, in the future with uh, this kind of stuff. And I think it's a very high leverage thing that if I learned how to, like, take some of these concepts, bundle them into a package, and then teach to people on a team, you know, like that whole concept of, like, hey, we can take your your business, make a sales video on it, make a video ad campaign on it that's well targeted. Help your leads automatically get funneled into your CRM and then you, you know, send them follow-up emails and stuff automatically. We track all your calls, all that kind of stuff. Like this is stuff that I'm kind of teaching myself how to do by just working on that component of the business. Yeah, could ultimately be, be you know a much more like what's the word I'm looking for financially stable and successful option, because then I could just scale that out to like however many sales teams would be open to it, rather than just like right. I'm making videos with me on camera for you. Right, and it's yeah, it's the the service not the the brand that has all the value in it because that's part of it right is like rp just still has so much like brand value because it's you it's the youtube channel it's everything that you built the first three years and so being able to build another thing that's that's super exciting that's the content or the 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 automation thing would be that could be really high leverage yeah, and like you said, easy to not include yourself into it because it's like you're teaching other teams how to do this. Yeah, because it's more and it's more connected to revenue. Like it's yeah. more connected to a company's revenue. If I'm getting you leads and then helping you convert the leads at a higher rate, like that's money. People, money talks like so I have been able to think about that kind of stuff more. And my whole goal right now is like how far can I push the envelope of automating my own business? Cause a, that'll be helpful to the team. It'll save them time B and C like understanding how this stuff works. If I reach like a, what's the, when I, when I reach the apex of my skill level at this, then I think with that and ads, I can capitalize on it. And you know, like the, this, the sky's the, the sky's the limit. Um, so yeah, I mean you you'll be your own self test testimonial, and I it's so funny to me how like the content services is born out of you doing ad videos on your YouTube channel, and the automation thing is like okay, I now have this content services thing, and I guess you were doing automation before that, but sure it was like okay, here's another thing that I'm doing for RP, and all of a sudden it is it can almost morph into 
another business venture because it's just some skill that you acquired while working on your business that be- then becomes the business. Um, that's just a that's just a funny evolution that it's like whoa, what would be after that hypothetically? <laughs> I don't know, but right? Yeah, who yeah. knows? But it's a good it's a good natural outgrowth. I think the the automation thing would be cool because it makes a lot of sense with what you're already doing. Yeah. So if I can combine all of my skill sets, video ads, automation, like it's the highest value to offer I could see. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Like even with these companies that I work with, like, you know, like how could I help you automate some of the workflows for, you know, enterprise level client, uh, people that you're trying to get into your business um, or enterprise leads that you're trying to, convert for your ads or I mean that one client that reached out potential client that reached out to me that was a content business essentially asking me how do you do the how do you like automate this stuff because it seems like you do a lot of stuff yeah I was like yeah I do (laughs) there's respect in the game they're respecting where you're at Um, that's cool man I want to ask a a question moving to a different topic here um i guess kind of related because there's always it feels like there's new skill acquisition still happening but i think in some sense is the chase over because now you're working for yourself which was such a goal in this whole situation it was like i'm gonna acquire these skills i'm gonna learn these things i'm gonna reach these numbers and then boom i work for myself do you feel like the chase is over or do you feel like because there's new opportunities presenting themselves and you're acquiring new skills that this is the continuation of the journey is it a new journey where are you at i think i'm on journey two two for sure like journey one is over like i work for that myself. arc is over yeah that like character arc is over like man side hustle arc yeah side hustle arc is over um i love that that was how uh, we were that was funny um no but side hustle arc is over um I I really do care to say that that was a huge part of my life. It was like four years of, oh my God. And I still feel that way about like, hey, Mm -hmm. the journey's not over. I need to keep grinding and keep getting better. I did have a bit of like a, oh my God. Like, like, you know, I was like, I smiled for a day about it and then was like, oh, is it? I guess I, yeah. I was like, I, I ain't done. I was like, I was like, all right, clearly, <laughs> clearly not satisfied with the current situation because it's not about the money for me. It's about the, am I still lifestyle designing as hard as I want to? And it's like, nah, and I got to do a lot of work to get there. Yeah. So next stage is going to be making a business that's a little bit more irrespective of my input when it comes to like non-creative things, you know, like whether that be an automation content business or whatever, and then having an out and then the multiple, I think the ultimate thing would be essentially creating content that I just enjoy nonstop. And like, that's like the main revenue driving source. Um, And then the final arc will be, how do I pull a Dave Ramsey and essentially like make a transition off of that so that like someone can inherit that business? Um, and then you just become a talking head. Until somebody else becomes the talking head. That's more important. Like, did you, you know, uh, it's funny. Dave Ramsey was on the Graham Stephan show. Um, Graham Stephan, Ice Coffee Hour. And uh, they interviewed yeah. 
And he just talked about it, how they've been making a secession plan for the Ramsey show, which used oh, to be called okay. the Dame Ramsey. It used to be called the Dave Ramsey show. People forget this. Three years ago, they just casually changed it. I noticed the rebrand. Most people just were like, whatever, okay. Um, and they said that they silently did that three years ago. They've been making the effort to essentially push the other Ramsey talent. What they call it? They don't call them talents. Ramsey personalities. One of them is his mm-hmm. daughter, actually. Um, oh, so it's the Ramsey show. So that fits it, right? Um, but yeah, there's multiple of them on there, and they now three years in have hit the point where they get higher ratings when he's not on the show. Wow. I know. Surprising. Because, I mean, the guy's been around for 30 years, right? Like The changing tides, though, man. I guess they maybe want somebody younger, somebody who speaks to the people who are maybe listening to his podcast now. Exactly. So I'm shooting from the hip. I've no, never exactly. To yeah, no, he, it, it's, a, it's a solid show. Um, I mean, he gives a lot of good advice to people, except for like the whole like never use a credit card, which. He only uses it as a crutch because most Americans aren't credit card people. They just fail to admit that. Um, So anyways, that show now is more predicated on the personalities. So, you know, like Bryce Productive would eventually shift into like, okay, who can replace me? But as a collective, because one-to-one replacement is like, that wasn't going to work. We couldn't just be like, hey, daughter, (laughs) this is all you. Because if I drop dead, (laughs) then like it would all fall apart. So he had to slowly introduce it over years and ended up becoming you know a business that wasn't necessarily relying on him and current character arc is i'm done with side hustle now i'm on to let's figure out business venture then after that would be let's figure out like super fulfilling lol this is just fun all the time ali abdal business venture um and then last thing would be like yeah, but like, how does someone inherit this? Because uh, that's not a, uh, we, you know, like it would just be DOA. What do you mean DOA? No, that wouldn't oh, be a dead on arrival. But that for the next person, it would just be DOA if I tried to hand it over. Um, so brands versus uh, personal brands of, is always an interesting. Weird, oh my arms at the desk. Is it always a weird um, thing to transition? But I don't know. Like I just tried to give my life. I just lived my life in 30 seconds. Yeah, no, you you did a nice job though, because it was like the whole undertone of the previous years has been like work for yourself. And now it's like get yourself out of the business and you know, be able to do something else. Um yeah, I like how I want to do business. I want to do business. Like this isn't I understand. This isn't like a I think that it does isn't important for me for a while to be working on the things in the business, but I would like to do business, not do right. the things in the. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. I would like other people to execute on the ideas outside of like when I get caught up on like, no, I'll just do it, but not like in the same realm now where it's like at the current level, I'm just going to have to reply to people when I don't like when it, when it makes sense and all that kind of stuff. Some things I don't have to do anymore, like straight up. And that's nice, right? Like earn privilege there. Like I don't schedule social media posts anymore. Why the hell would I do that? You know, like earned my way out of it. So just to want to get to that next step of like, hey, I want to get into this realm of 
making those kind of videos for those like legacy companies and then have people execute on it. It's really crazy to me that Rise Productive is almost at its three year anniversary. Over the years, we've shared with you so much free content on how to improve your efficiencies, operations, and intentionality across multiple content platforms. Between the podcast, newsletter, and YouTube channel, we try to give you as much free value as possible. All that we ask in return for all this free knowledge sharing is that you give us a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform so that more entrepreneurs and those seeking more efficiency in their lives can find our content. These podcast reviews increase our rankings and help us reach more people who just like you just want to get more efficient. Thanks in advance. And now let's get back to the show. I think this is a fair analogy. Let me know if it's not. When you started this whole thing, you were the you were the paid intern, you were the full-time staff who salaried, you were the manager, and you're the CVO. Going off Simon Sinek, CVO, sure, Chief Vision yeah. Officer. I'm not the CEO. Now you're not the intern. No. And you're maybe not the salaried employee. But you're still the manager because you're still working in the business, telling people what to do. But you're also still the CVO because you're still the one who has to think about the business. And you're just trying to eliminate titles, you know, hypothetical titles that you carried all of at the start and are slowly getting them off of your plate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, the analogy is very, very close if you remove the recording um, because the recording put makes me uh, an employee. Um, But if you like, right. Yeah. So like I I am doing exactly what you're saying, though. Yeah. And in some sense, the recording does put you in a managerial position. But like, yeah, I know what you're saying. It's kind of like how my manager at the bike shop would sell bikes, but he'd also tell me what to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I still have to do both. Yeah, so it definitely, I am just trying to strip it because if other people know how to do certain things better than me, like it is, I I am of the opinion that like the editing team knows way more about it than me. Like the thumbnails look way better now than when I used to do them. Like over time, it's been proven that like, I I like to say that I'm a good operational person and I get a lot of work done. I also am kind of an ideas guy. Like I can just riff and I do think of decent ideas often. And I would like other people to just be the operators and to do more of the big idea stuff. Now I know it's going to take more work and that's fine, but that's just uh, goals, you know? Like it's okay to have goals. Let's, uh, I want to, transition again let's take the viewer back the listener back to dimitri 2020 when this whole thing embarked it was the pandemic or no this is pre-pandemic because we're we're living in a the fairfield dorm oh my god yeah it was pre this it was at summer before going into your senior year is when you started this right that is true go back to that dimitri in the, in the time machine and you're, you're sitting right next to this guy now as 2023 Dimitri what are three things you tell that guy about what he what, about what's about to go down <laughs> whatever you think you know you do not um, one yeah whatever you think you know you don't okay and that is inclusive of not only your day to day actions but your That's also inclusive of your vision of how the future will happen and and how your passions will be consistent with wanting to do something for yourself, but not consistent with like 
put over this. It it'll change a little bit, passion wise, but like specificity specificity part of it but like you will never lose your passion for what you're doing unless you get caught up in the in the numbers so don't get caught up in the numbers because i did for a little bit with youtube and that was just dumb um so everything you think you know you don't don't get caught up in the numbers and then i would say This man is pondering. You are not the thinker. No, it's it's interesting though. I, I to try to remember myself a couple of years ago. Um, if you get into something and you're really diving deep into a concept, pull on the thread. And only that thread because nothing else really matters because you're not there yet. And like, if you still have a job, it's like kind of irrespective of whether like all the other stuff falls apart. Like basically if you're about to learn something cause you're getting hyper-focused on it, just like, don't stop because it's all kind of point. Like the rest of the time you're spending until you actually like have enough money being made to quit your job is like kind of play money and stupid. So I would also say a fourth thing is, you don't need to care about making money for the first four years at all. Like that's not important. Like at all. Um, that doesn't like, it'll all magically come at once if you just keep doing it. So get over it. I like that. I like that. I think that the, the money piece is important for people to keep in mind. The, everything you think, you know, you don't know challenging all those beliefs is important. The, uh, I forgot your second one. Oh, don't get caught up in the numbers. I think those are all great pieces of advice. As somebody who is, man, it's crazy. I have two points here. One is that I get crazy, crazy nostalgia thinking about watching the videos of you in your basement at like 4.30 oh, yeah, in the morning, baby. whatever, 5 in the morning. There was something about just like the, your basement looked very comfy. It had the carpet. You had the nice little seat in the back. Your desk looked very nice, um, and the lights were always kind of dim, which I'm a big like dim lights person. Um, just always gave me like such warm feelings about waking up in the morning to get work done. I think it's maybe part of the reason why I got attracted into like actually getting up early to get things done. Um, but uh, what was the other thing I was going to say here? As someone who's kind of you know starting on my my own journey here with the TikTok, go follow me on TikTok. I think all those points are very true. Um, everything I think I know, I probably don't. Um, I need to quit looking at the analytics. I already talked to you about this. It just, it's just too much and it's not worth it. Um, and, you know, I actually got hyper-focused on something today when I was editing a, a TikTok and it was like, am I wasting time? Could I be doing something else right now? In some sense, I'm wasting time, but it depends who's looking at it. Is law school chance looking at it or is the guy who wants to leverage this thing looking at it because it depends yeah no and that, that's a I, thank you I, I think it's a it's a fair point about the like what you just said is very important for me to under people to understand i spent way too much time today on to, to some people's standards on figuring out this how to stop this bug from occurring with video is ready for qa for clients 
Mm-hmm. I understood how webhooks worked after finishing this project. Kind of a huge deal, right? Like now I can connect Make and Zapier and it's like very easy for me to understand that. You oftentimes have an issue where if you pull your head out of a big project that you're working on, like this automation stuff, which is a lot to wrap my head around oftentimes, and I'm not that smart. If you don't finish it when you're 85% of the way there and you stop, that last 15% ends up taking the same amount of time as the first 85% a lot of the times. And also, you don't get the same wacky creative solution if you don't follow through with that whole thing. Like, I'm not saying if you're doing it and you're hitting a, a rough patch, it's not okay to, like, you, you shouldn't stop. I'm saying if you're on a roll and you're finding yourself lost in the moment like that, that is all the markers of do not stop what is happening unless what else you're doing is going to make your entire business fall apart or you're going to lose your job or whatever. People kind of miss the boat on that. And if the people in your life can't respect how that works for you, I think they're kind of missing the boat on like your life. Like, you know, it's like if you're making it a habit all the time of like ditching people for this reason, I'm not saying do that, but I'm saying like if you're genuinely in that flow state about something really important for what you're driving towards, I mean, I can't name how many different things this has happened to me before. Like, before all the AI tools came out in the last two years about cutting the dead space between quiet time and audio, I figured that out three years ago in Premiere Pro. Even something like Notion builds yeah. that then turned into like trying the Notion consulting thing. It's yeah, just me like- going wild on that. I made $10,000 of a Notion template that I had a crazy two weeks on last year. Like you just don't, exactly. you just don't, sorry to throw the specific number, but like as an example, that was like my cash cow. That was because I went wild and completely ditched recording for what I was quote supposed to do, right? So that's, that's the point. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just like, I, I really like the way that you put it the first time is like, if you're hyper fixated on pulling a thread, just keep pulling that thread. Like just keep doing it. I like that. It's almost like when you grab like a thread on a shirt, it's like it's kind of fun to pull it and you probably shouldn't because, you know, you you want to keep that shirt. But sometimes like just freaking keep pulling it until that thing is frayed. Just like see how far you can pull it and just how much you can learn. It's probably not the best analogy, but it's immediately what I thought about. And it's I like it. It's just like pulling on that creative thread. Um, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, the, the number of skills that I think that like I've always told people this and I'll, I'll vouch for it here on the podcast too, is like, I think your strength is just being able to hyperfixate on a skill until you learn that skill enough to where you can sell it and it really serves your personal business. And it's just like, you just went down enough rabbit holes of like, let me learn this, let me learn that, let me learn that. And now you have this tool belt that turned into, yeah, I can manage a business. I can sell this. Yeah, that's very true. I mean, um, and people don't see the value in that. I think this is the point you're kind of getting at is like, you're saying like, yeah, people don't, people criticize you for doing, you know, the, the pulling of the thread, but it's like, they don't see that you getting caught up in this thing isn't just for that end result. It's that 
this is a transferable skill that I'm now able to say that I have and can apply to so many situations down the line. Yeah, like, and you often don't understand something fully until you like delve into however many X variations of like attempts at, you know, something like automation or notion or whatever. And if you're mid like hyper-focused build, you're just doing that at like a crazy higher rate, which is what people don't understand. Like your rep rate mid hyper-focus is like five to 10 times more. Um, and your, your learning retention of that is five to 10 X more. Like during some of these crazy automations I've made in the last month, I figured out how to essentially if there's duplicative data, like deleted in Notion, like a lot of very small things that now if I wanted to make an automation or like build a system for myself or somebody else, yeah, could do it. Like, for example, I had a weekly report I was supposed to send to a client for, or that I ended up making for, for my clients. Another client wanted an individual one. I figured out in any automation platform now, like based off of week numbers and year numbers, you can reference that reference what data is on the content calendar, package it into a little like YouTube page, send it in a Slack channel once a week and have it list out per video line with a hyperlink of each under each bullet. Figured that out because of other stuff, right? That was something that was going to take me 30 minutes a week. It took me 45 minutes to make the automation and now I never have to do it again, right? Like that is ridiculous. My... Yeah, my thumbnail exactly. editor it's transferable yeah skills. like it's saving you so much time yeah. for you and your team and people often need to get reminded with messages about like hey this thumbnail needs to get done okay respect that that needs to happen i got annoyed that my thumb my video editor was wasting his time doing this and i automated it because it's if then logic right like i didn't mm-hmm. think about stuff like this a year ago two years ago that's why i'm saying keep pulling on the thread because epiphanies only happen in moments where you're so focused on something that something so complicated becomes so obvious because that's the only thing that matters to you for the last eight hours exactly so it's a good way to put it any uh any final message for the audience before we head over to the productive dgen time yes dgen time no um Thank you so much once again. I getting off my soapbox for a second. All, all of this is because of people who have listened to my, watched my YouTube channel or listened to our podcast. Um, or both. Or both. Yeah. Uh, some of the super fans are the best in the world. And I don't even want to call people super fans because I don't think I deserve super fans. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, y'all are great. If you're trying to focus on building something, enjoy the journey. Ali Abdel's corny ass line actually does make a lot of sense after having quit my job. He's not wrong. Um, and I kind of despise that. He's right. Just kidding. I love you, Ollie. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to get into, we're going to get into, to uh, wait, let's actually, let's actually double it, dub it. Um, it's not going to be TikTok time because that's stealing. Um, we're going to call it. I like the DGen joke, uh-huh. but. I like the productive degen. Yeah, the it's productive like degen. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like literally it's just so stupid that this is a thing. Yeah. Like yeah, the productive well, degen, yeah. I think it also gets at the point that like and we've talked about this. We we're talking about like the creator versus consumer type of uh content watching. I think some people just watch productivity stuff and they don't actually gain anything from it. They just know these people and like 
in some sense, that's what we've both done. Like we didn't act on every single piece of content that we watch. And so it's like, sometimes, you know what we're doing with this self-help stuff that we watch? We're making a freaking tier yeah, list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. So what I did learn from the deep three pod is I need to make sure that I have like cue lines that actually go in. So I got to be like, let's make a tier list of all of these self-help books. Let's make a tier list of a bunch of popular self-help books. Let's make a tier list of all the self-help books we've reviewed. I like the last one. All right. That's what I'll do. Yeah. Let's do let's it. Let's do it. That's my clip. That's my clip. Yeah, let's do it. And then you put a little meme in there, Vin. Yeah. So I'm just talking to my editor. All right. Starting off hot with Deep Work by L. Oh, my God. Starting off with Deep Work by Kel Newport. Come on, bro. You cut out. Starting off. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good okay. now. Starting off with Deep Work by Kel Newport. I'm going to go, is B on the list or does it? Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's, it it's, it's, it it's the classic um, S tier. It's S-A-B-C-D-F. F, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to give it a B. I liked it a lot at first, but um, it's a one concept book. It's a one concept book. All right. So you're basically saying that you're a deep thinker and you're, you're too good for it. All right. Nice. We get it. You're such a, I'm basically saying mo- most of these books won't be one concept books, which is just not true. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I would say, I would say I agree with you on the B. I would make a push for a tier, except for the fact that like, it's, <laughs> it's one of those one concept books, like you said, and also, Okay, I was actually going to argue against it. I would say the only reason that you could actually make it A tier is that it completely disproves this ridiculous BS that everyone's convinced themselves of in education that you either can only A, get a lot of research done and books done, or B, be a good teacher. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's, there's like only one, you know, it's like there's only one decision that can be made in that. And Cal's just like, no, I also have a very success. I'm also an author and have a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's true. His existence is insane. But he's a living testament. So I would only say that that could push it to A, but from just the book standpoint. Okay, fair. I hear that argument though. So we going we going A tier or B tier? No, I'm holding right, B tier. B tier. B tier. All right. Um, next. Let's rank How to Be a Stoic by Massimo Pigliucci. I'm giving it a C. That's what I'm doing. Why? It's just like, a, it, it, it's introduction to stoicism, which which is great. You need an introduction, but I'm beyond that. Okay. I, I, I'm going to agree with you because if there was, if there, if it was possible that a book could be more mid than this book, it would be called the mid, the stuff like um, an intro on how to be mid. So I, I agree with you. Like that, this was, this was really exciting for the time. But looking in retrospect, it was literally just an Italian dude telling me about the most basic things in Stoicism, which is the equivalent of reading like the Stoics Almanac, which just sounds wild to say out loud. So that's this is a definite C tier. All right, I like it. The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. That's A tier. 
as A tier. I'm putting it above deep deep work at this You're point. Putting it I, above deep work. Okay, that's a hot take. I put it above deep work, man. It just made me like I think about this book and the way that it made me think about money more than I think about deep work. I only think about deep work on the shallow title of it. Okay. I could hear that. You know what I mean? I could hear that. Disagree with me though. I mean, if you don't like it. I mean, I, I would say that like this is the problem. Both of us have different opinions on this only because of the fact that we come from different backgrounds. So like, yeah, you were more in the sense that you're like, Oh, C tier for Massimo Pigliucci. Now that I'm more stoic, I agree yeah. with you, but it's because you're a philosophy major. Whereas I grew up with like an immense amount of personal finance knowledge. Cause I was privileged like that. And you're just like, yeah, this is how I think about money. I'm like, this is how people should think about money. That's like a great book, but I'm going B tier with this. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Like you just didn't know. Like ignorance. I just didn't yeah, know. Yeah, you, you, you just didn't know, which is fine. All right. So we got, I will teach you to be rich by Ramit Sethi. For the same reasons. Give me S tier. S tier. Ooh, this was a good book. Oh my God, I, S tier. Okay, listen, I don't think this is a bad book. I'm just shocked that you immediately went S tier. Like you put this in the same- How many self-help books actually get you to go do something, Okay, wait bro? a second. What did that you is, do because of this book? I'm actually curious. I got to remember. <laughs> okay, so you can try that hard. <laughs> Homie's like, I got to- There were steps though. There, no, yeah. there were definitely steps that I took financially. That's good though. When I did this. Maybe I maybe I started investing or uh <laughs> sounds like you put a lot of work into oh, this book. You, you know what I did? I called my credit card oh, you company did. Yeah, after yeah, yeah. this book and I got my interest or I got my uh, my max raised and so now I'm like uh what is that credit utility thing? Credit utilization. Yeah, your credit utilization score went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um I would go eight. He gets you to do things. I would go I would go A tier, but I'm going to secede the fact that it did get me to do something and the fact that it got me to do something. Or actually, okay, let me rephrase. I learned something about personal finance, which was astounding. Like I actually had a moment when he was talking about the HSA and how you could like make tax-free investment money off of your health savings account. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I remember just like talking to my dad about it. And he was like, yeah, that's the thing. If you'd like to continue listening to this conversation, you'll need to subscribe at riseproductive.com slash membership or on your favorite podcast app. Once you do, you'll get full length access to these episodes of the Rise Productive podcast, as well as access to our subscriber only podcast and newsletter, The Weekly Pour Over. Thank you.